Thank you, Barry, for stepping in and helping lead today. Very well done. Um, just as a reminder, feed the hunger. And because of that, I'm not going to make you listen to two full sermons on one Sunday. You're going to get like a sermon and a half. Um, and so, um, please, as we dismiss, there's going to be some donut holes out there so you can feed your hunger. And then you go on down the hall and participate in the food packing event. Um, our text for our, uh, what is supposed to be a mini sermon today, comes from Matthew chapter 6, verses 1 through 4. We're continuing on in our sermon series, The Sermon, uh, Jesus' Sermon on the Mount, the greatest sermon ever preached. Today's word considers um, almsgiving and piety. Hear now the word of the Lord. Beware of practicing your piety before others in order to be seen by them. For then you have no reward from your Father in heaven. So whenever you give alms, do not sound a trumpet before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, so that they may be praised by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward. But when you give alms, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your alms may be done in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Pray with me. God, help us to hear something in this word that will um, enlighten us, empower us, challenge us, affirm us. Whatever we need, God, you know what it is. May we receive it. In Jesus' name, amen. So why, oh why, Jesus, in the greatest sermon ever preached, do you have to start talking about giving? <laughs> I think things have been going so well in the sermon. The sermon to this point has been this really good balance between being affirming and uplifting and challenging, but now Jesus has to bring up giving. Giving. Giving money. And then not being able to brag about it when we do it. Why? And I know what some of you are thinking. Our, our stewardship chair, Greg Linville's here this morning. Our previous stewardship chair, Brian Wells, is here this morning. It's not even October, guys. Fellas, it's not even October. Our stewardship campaign, our celebration Sunday, it all happens in October, and we're in June. And you want to talk about money, giving on a Sunday, where we have already had one hard conversation that perhaps a few of us are having a hard time processing. Why? Well, Jesus, the one who gives all, does not permit us the opportunity to not be confronted with matters of giving, no matter the day, the week, or the month. Jesus, the giver of all who gave his all, promises that as his followers, we will daily have the chance to give as he gave. Jesus, who emptied himself, calls us to give in the ways that he gave so that we may be more like him. Give for the right reasons, 
give without pomp and circumstance. Give without letting your left hand know what your right hand is doing. Give without applause. Give for the right reasons. Give in response to Jesus' gift of Jesus' self. A lot of times in church we avoid texts like this one from the greatest sermon ever preached because we have a fear that we'll never live up to the expectations of Jesus' giving. Or from a leadership standpoint, we avoid it because we don't want to scare folk off by talking about that scary word, money. So passion for ministry often takes a back seat to a fear of failure or rejection because we are afraid to talk about money and how we use it in response to Jesus' action in the world. In the church, in such instances, it ends up focusing on survival as opposed to thriving. And if there's anything to brag about in such cases, it's always the wrong types of things to be bragging about. Cliff Christopher tells this story that I absolutely love. It's about a church that he had served that had a, an aging population with no youth involved in the church. One of the, the servant leaders in the church decided to put in the work and to create a youth group that would reach out into the community, reach out just within a couple mile radius of the church. And so with some, some time and some relationship building and, and some hard work and the right leadership, along with a weekly menu of sloppy joe, hot dogs, and pizza, the youth group started to take off. And then it happened. The sloppy joe hit the fan. One of the ladies in the church called Pastor Cliff on behalf of several others, and she said, um, you know, Brother Cliff, the church is not as clean on Monday as it used to be. We're having to wipe down a lot of things that we didn't used to have to wipe down. And all this food, who's paying for all this food that these kids are eating? After some back and forth and some difference of opinion, Cliff said, well, why don't we try to look at this the way that Jesus would look at it? And she responded, you leave him out of this. Some time ago, I went to a church in sort of a consultant type of fashion, and at one point in a very contentious conversation between the pastor and the lay leadership, the pastor remarked, guys, if we, we just start doing the things that Jesus calls us to do, our problems will start to go away. To which one of the room said, Jesus doesn't pay the bills here. To which me and my big mouth stepping out of the consultant role into profit role, said, well, now we know the problem. Huh. In these cases, it's not practicing their piety or their almsgiving in front of others uh, for praise, but instead it's a refusal to be pious and giving for the fear that God is not enough. Low expectations of God, not in secret, but out loud. Equally problematic. Every day we are presented with an untold number of opportunities to give of ourselves for the glory of God. And no one has to know. 
Jesus said, it's better if no one knows. Well, maybe the IRS. But Jesus didn't say that either. It's better if no one knows. One of the worst feelings that I've ever had happened on a Sunday morning after preaching a sermon. The previous weekend, the family and I had went to our favorite hibachi place. And those of you who have been to hibachi places, you know sometimes you get seated at the table with strangers. On this night, we were, we were sat at the hibachi table with, with a woman who had two young children. Her husband was on deployment from Seymour Johnson. And Amber and I, as the, the night unfolded, we kind of gave one another a look. And, you know, toward the end of the meal, we called the wait, waitress over. We knew what the right thing to do for this woman was. We were going to pay for her meal. And so we paid for a meal. We, we told the, the server not to tell her, but of course she figured it out because we were only other people at the table. And she thanked us immensely, and, and we thanked her, and we thanked her husband for their service, and, and she and the kids left. And after they left, I, I sat there at the table with our three, and just as fatherly as I could, I told them, I said, guys, opportunities like this are going to present themselves over and over and over again. Every time you go out to eat, there's an opportunity. Like, do not forget this moment. Do not forget to do things like this. And then don't tell anyone. Just do it and, and don't tell anyone. So the next Sunday, I had to preach. So I preached a sermon about generosity. And I just happened to work in there what happened at the hibachi hoping that the congregation could be like my children. I was being fatherly with them, too. Like, you can do this, too, guys. Be generous. After the sermon was over, one of my children in their big mouth walked up to me and said, I thought we weren't supposed to tell anybody. <laughs> we are a people contradiction. We are the hypocrites that Jesus names in today's text. None of us are immune. We can always do better. I love you all. Let's keep giving of ourselves in ways that matter for all the right reasons, not for our own sake, but for the sake of one who gave his all for us. Let us pray. God, thank you for giving and giving and giving and giving. And God, we admit that we do not give you the, the, the praise and the applause that you deserve. Oftentimes, while seeking our own praise and applause, Help us to see our opportunities clearly to give of ourselves in response to your giving. It is in the name of Jesus who emptied himself that we pray and all God's people say,